I've always thought too, like there's gotta be some magic and truth to like why your soul chose to come into the world at the exact moment that it did in the exact location that it did. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. of course there has to be something to that. Yeah. So yeah, that just makes sense. Yeah. So I true. love it. Hi guys. Welcome to another episode. It's been a long time, a little bit too long, I think, but I am excited to dive into this episode. Um, If you don't know already, my name is Giselle. I am a clinical counselor and psychological astrologer, and I started this podcast to have real grounded conversations about anything and everything and all the things in between. Um, In this episode, I brought Danica back on. You guys should know her really well by now Um, with her partner, Nate. And the reason that I wanted to sit down and talk to them is because they do conscious relationship so well. And because they're personal friends, I know that they, you know, it's not a facade. It's not just something that, you know, from the outside looking in, it looks like they've got it. Like they've got it. Not to say that they don't have their own very real relationship stuff that comes up, but I've honestly never seen a couple do relationship as well as they do. Um, They create so much space with each other to just, you know, allow the other person to be who they are. And that is something that I really, really love and appreciate about them. I also just generally love hanging out with them as a couple. They're one of those couples where they complement each other so well. And there's just, um, I mean, they're really different. And so they bring two totally different energies to the table. And I knew that this was going to be a really expansive and beautiful conversation between the three of us. So this episode is really great if you're in relationship or if you want to be in relationship, if partnership is generally something that is important to you and you want to get some insight into what you know, conscious, loving communication can look like, this is a really good episode. I hope you enjoy it. We're just going to dive in, grab some tea, some wine, whatever you need, because it's a long one. Okay. Um, Do you guys want to do like a quick little meditation? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. And we can just get ground excited of coffee, so I'm a little... <laughs> I'm super scattered, too, so okay. that's perfect. Okay, so just find a comfortable seat. And you can bring your eyes to close if that's comfortable for you. And then we'll just bring the attention to the breath. Allowing it to move naturally. Without any effort or control. Just noticing any sensations in the body that the breath creates. So you might notice some tingling at the tip of the nose. You might notice the chest rise and fall. 
belly expand and soften. You might even notice on the inhale the spine getting taller. On the exhale, the muscles around the spine relaxing and softening. And then just drawing the attention to where the body meets the ground beneath you. And then again, noticing any sensations there. You might notice some warmth or pressure. You might notice the way your clothes feel on your body. The way the air feels on your skin. You might notice the sounds around us, like you might hear the diffuser going in the background, cars driving by outside. You might notice your neighbor's breath. Maybe your own breath, maybe your own heartbeat. drawing the attention to the body, bringing us into this moment, into this room, where we can be fully present for this episode. We'll take just a few moments here to set any intentions for what we would like to come out of this episode. Maybe a sense of clarity, maybe a sense of expansion or understanding for the listeners. Whatever it is that comes to mind and heart for you. And then when we're ready, we'll start to deepen the breath. Wiggling the fingers and toes. And then when we're ready, we'll crack open the eyes and start. Okay. Mm, that's so good. You're the best meditation <laughs> teacher ever. Oh, so thank good. You. I am. Um, Literally, I bought a book yesterday about the subconscious brain, and it has, like, some meditations and stuff that come with it, like audio recordings, oh and I was listening to them yesterday, and they're really good, but I was like, these would be so much better if it was Danica. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I can't wait till you get all of your stuff set up. Me too. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. And, like, yeah, you too, my horn, for sure. After our podcast, we were listening the other day, and... At the very end, when you're talking about me, I was like, tearing up, just so sweet. So Thank cute. you. Uh, it's true, though. You are, like, very, I don't know how you do it. Like, your voice doesn't change. Like, you there's know what? no, um, like, intonation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because when I did my yoga nidra with um, Brenda, that was 
that's a requirement in yoga nidra is to try to keep your voice very monotone. Yeah. Um, because sometimes like the, in, is it called inflections of yeah. the voice? Like can almost, um, like draw someone out of the meditation almost. Yeah. And kind of like, like disrupted. Yeah, exactly. So, um, part of the practice and part of the development as a teacher in yoga nidra was to keep your voice very monotone and not show expression or emotion within it because then again it takes the uh, practitioner out of the meditation right by potentially attaching to oh the voice sounds happy or the voice sounds sad right or, right mm-hmm. yeah yeah without it sounding robotic because mm-hmm. you also mm-hmm. get some meditation teachers that sound like that too right too so robotic yes. yeah so yeah. I think maybe that's where that comes from a little maybe. bit but yeah, it's anyway, good. Thank you. That was good. Um, okay, you just had an interview, right? Like this morning? Yeah. Yeah. How's your brain? Brain is ready. Brain's ready to go. Yeah, the, it was a CTV um, interview, so those news interviews are always really funny. They're like, <laughs> kind of like, although Jeff Rodstad, you know, it's Jeff Rodstad because I love that dude so much. He's hilarious. But the news is always like like any news show kind of has this like air of like yeah not reality a yeah. little bit and so you kind of end up or at least I always kind of like kind of chameleon into like whatever playing the part is of like ah although we had a lot of fun because we were talking about Lakeside Music Festival and our tour and stuff and then we brought up my van Iona. Oh. Which we named our new tour van after my grandma, Iona. Oh, that's sweet. And uh, weird, that. crazy thing is that Danica's family has a cabin at Iona Lake in Nova Scotia. Wow. And my grandma's name's Iona. Mm. And their boat is called Iona Boat. And oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so we, we got our new tour van and we were like, we're going to name it Iona Van. Oh, man. And, uh, and I had her tune in because I was like, grandma, like, we, I, she had called me yesterday and we were, we're going to take her for supper actually tonight at the cave. And, uh, so we were like chatting. I was like, tune into the news. And then he had like brought it up. He's like, I heard about this. I own a van. I was like, yeah, we got to talk about it. Cause my grandma's going to be watching. So I hope uh, she's watching. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it was live. It was live. Yeah. Oh, that's so nerve wracking. But I guess you're a performer. So <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> do get a little, live. a little live, like, Oh, these cameras are like, broadcasting right now it's kind of cool I get yeah. I get a bit of excitement from it for sure yeah I notice my heart like goes up a little bit so yeah you don't I like get nervous easily I like anything that like gets my heart rate like up a little bit more like even this this is like fun like uh it's so cool like I love that Danica has people in her life that are I was just telling her yesterday that are like doing things and making podcasts and like just uh, have like passions that they're very excited about because mm-hmm. I just feel like you know, whoever Danica's surrounding herself with, that's like totally going to rub off on me. And it's like, I just love knowing she's in like such great hands. Like when we all went for dinner the other day and I was just like, we were walking home. I was just like, what magical friends you have. It's it's really lucky. I think for me to have such a great crew around you. And especially when I'm on tour or gone, it's like, I know that she's in such good hands and I've Mm -hmm. been witness to moments where it's like I've left or something and we've been having a tough go or a fight or something and then she'll like hang with one of you and then it's like then the insights download and and I'm like oh never mind actually actually I'm gonna pull the brakes on that Nathan and I I was was wrong wrong. (laughs) I was like wow like just hang out with her more it's so funny yeah 
true, though. Like, and especially because I think that that's rare among women. It's so much easier mm-hmm. for, I see this all the time with some of my other female friends. Like, you go, like, okay, I'm having a hard time with my partner. Or we're having a fight. And they're like, oh, well, screw him. Like, he shouldn't have done it. And yes. it creates this, like, big kind of tornado. Totally. Yeah. Whereas I think because with us, we kind of just hold space for you to, like, dump. Right? When any of us are having kind of any sort of problems. Mm -hmm. And so then you're able to get it out, and then we just kind of, like, move forward. We'll talk about it, but we don't create usually more drama around. Yeah. Yeah. And we hold each other big. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's such a big thing is we don't allow one another to, like, spiral into... You know, victim mode, we call each other on our stuff. Yeah, for sure. You know, because we want to see each other get through it and grow Mm -hmm. and like... Well, and mm -hmm. I think it's so important too to have friends, especially when you're in a relationship, to have friends that are supportive of that relationship. Yes. Yes. Right? Friends that are like, I want you guys to like work this out because you guys are great together and whatever Mm -hmm. the thing is. So then... um, that person becomes or that friend becomes an ally to the relationship instead of being totally yeah that's That's huge that's huge yeah i think there's so many zones where you get that the toxic vibe comes from the external parties of like the two members might be okay together but then their friend groups like dislike each other and then that's Mm -hmm. such a tough juxtaposition to try and balance because it's like if your friends are like, oh, you're like hanging with her or whatever, you know, vice versa, or the friends are like, oh, that guy's a scumbag. It's like, it's really tough to like everyone yeah. to like come in and be like, oh no, like I'm seeing like some, a different side of him or whatever, you know, it's, it's definitely, yeah. it's, the worst. it's important yeah. to have allies on all sides. And like, granted, sometimes maybe there is like, rightfully so, people are like, oh, that guy's not the best or whatever. And maybe he's not. And then it's right. like, good that your friends were honest with mm-hmm. you, but yeah, when you are in something good, I think is so good when people can be like supportive of it and, mm-hmm. and real and holding yeah. you up to like your potential. That's what I always say with my bandmates too. It's like, I expect the best of you guys because like, I know that you can be the best and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lower my standards of who you guys are because I know that you're capable of like greatness. So it's like same with our relationship and everyone that I try to associate my life with. It's like, I'm associating myself with you because I see like your potential and your magic and I want to like always amplify that and expect it Mm -hmm. like and you know we can celebrate and have fun and all the stuff but at the end of the day it's like that integrity of who you are I always Mm -hmm. want that and and in the same the reason I think I want that so bad is that I I hope others expect that from me too yeah because I do fall victim to if someone's not like expecting the best of me I maybe won't be the best of me yeah Mm -hmm. I think I forget where I was listening to or reading about this recently, but the idea around how important the role of a vision holder in your life is. Yeah. So it's like someone who, like you said, like holds this like vision of you that's your absolute best highest self. And it's like, I see that for you and I hold that for you and I'm, I'm going to hold this vision for you in the getting there instead Mm -hmm. of just, you know, not wanting people to grow or reach their potential. I just think that Mm -hmm. role is so important to have within friendships or relationships or anything is having someone hold a big vision for you and then doing the same for other people because there's nothing that's been more 
supportive in my life than like Nathan, you, Darlene are probably my three, Alexia, Mm -hmm. um, that like hold me so big and like see such great things for me even when I don't think they're possible or I don't have the confidence or like self-worth to like see myself there yet like you guys all hold me so big that I it almost like holds that space for me to breach that you know definitely yeah you know if you have people around you that believe in you and are really pushing you and not letting you like Mm self-sabotage or give up or do any of that stuff um you also have a cushion too right because then if you fail you're like I have these people that um see what I can do and see my potential and are willing to you know be here with me through the highs and the lows so I do think that's really important Yeah. yeah you know yeah, it's yeah. it's huge, and I think that like people will be what we expect them to be. Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like expect the best in people, and like you'll rarely get let down. You know, mm-hmm. I just think that like so often people are like yeah quick to be like oh like this is a pipe dream or you know whatever, and it's like yeah well like if everyone says that around, it's like obviously you don't, you have to take ownership and own whatever you're big dream or thing is and even if no one's sort of championing it you know that is the the struggle of trying to like make others believe your crazy big dream is (laughs) possible Uh but at the end of the day it's like the moment a few people come on then it's like now it's real now it's like out of your mind and into other people's minds of like they see it too and when someone else sees it then I think even when your vision falters or if you yeah, self-sabotage or like, oh, can I do this? They're like, yeah, we, you can. We were both there. Like, we saw it mm-hmm. together. And so, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely, like, so important. I, I think that's one of the things, too. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you guys on as well is because I feel like as a couple, you guys are so strong because individually you let each other be who you are. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think that's... Probably one of the biggest things we can attest our, like, quote-unquote success in our relationship to is exactly that. Like, never trying to stifle one another, never control each other too much where it's like, no, you can't go do that or things like that. It's just like, yeah, go do you and I just want to hold and support exactly who you are and I want to see you do great things and that's it like it Mm -hmm. seems it's really hard like it sounds really simple but it can be really hard to just Mm -hmm. really just allow someone to be exactly who they are yeah yeah it is like a cliche thing that is like way tougher to do in actuality Mm -hmm. especially when doing what it is is like you know I'll be away or I'll be gone or you know you'll be doing a teacher training for a month somewhere and things like that it's like when when push comes to shove the moment can be difficult but I think the payoff is always mm-hmm. so much better because it's like I would so much rather be with someone that's fully in their vision and what they want to achieve and is going for it and I can be like a supporting role and, and help whatever way I can and same for myself being able to like go for my dreams and we, we always laid that down like really early in our relationship yeah. that was always kind of just a part of it and I we've said it before but I think a lot of it was that both of us were in a pretty good spot before we met and I wasn't but neither of us were really looking for anything which is so time. crazy to me considering you were so young 
Yeah. Like, how many people are in a good spot? Like, mm, I'm cool if you stay. I'm cool if you go. Like, I got my life together. Like, 19 and 22. Yeah. You know That's what? a so, huge thing. I also feel like it wasn't so graceful. You know? Like, it yeah. sounds like it was just, like, easy. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, yeah, move to Nelson for five months. I'll be fine. It was uh-huh. like... You know, I was definitely had a hard time with, like, early on, Nathan went to, moved to Nelson for snowboard season, and I never was like, don't go by any means, but while he was gone, it wasn't easy, and we definitely learned a lot through that process, and it wasn't always graceful, and I'd say it's the most graceful now than it's ever been. For sure. Because you figured it out. Yeah. But yeah. we definitely, it wasn't so pretty. No. <laughs> it wasn't like, I support you. Just go have fun. It was like, you no. know, me calling every night, where are you? <laughs> Who are you with? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're building trust in yeah. those beginning yeah. years, right? Yeah. yeah. Big time. So now that you guys have that level of trust, it's like you can give each other more space. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I, th- I think okay. in that moment of like building trust, like, like, Danica and I fell in love like extremely quickly mm-hmm. and uh, and then she was going to Europe for a few months and so that was like you know this sort of craziness and then all of a sudden she was going on this trip and so there was always like this level of like even though it's not the comfortable decision it's the right decision for yeah. you to go do what you want to do and for me to go do what we want to do so although it was like there were growing pains through that mm-hmm. I think it set a standard of like even through this like growth of trust and trying to set, you know, boundaries as in, in our relationship and how we're going to you know communicate and all these new things. We were also like not willing to sacrifice through um, that. Mm-hmm. And I Clients, think, yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, now our trust and relationship and connectedness has grown to like be able to take that in a way better mm-hmm. way than it was early. Yeah. But I still am proud of the fact that we weren't like, Oh, I'm I'm not gonna go to Europe. Or yeah, like, I, I yes. had a dream to do a snowboard season with my brother my entire life, and I have this opportunity to take online classes and go do this. It's gonna be tough to be away from you for three months, but like, oh, we're gonna I'm gonna do this. Yeah, and like I'm glad, so glad that we made those decisions as hard as they were, and yeah, they weren't like easy. There were a lot of like long phone calls and you know terrible crying nights and stuff of trying Mm -hmm. to figure it out but I just I still am like really grateful that we Mm -hmm. did that and uh and and I think too like it really took me a lot to be really vulnerable with Nathan to dive deep into where some of my mistrust and fear was stemming from because you know, I, I think you and I have talked about this a lot of not wanting to come off like the needy girlfriend, yeah. when, especially when you're doing distance mm-hmm. and everything. And I think when I started to really open up as to like why I was being triggered while he was away and a lot of my childhood stuff, just to give the listeners a bit of a background, like I had a lot of infidelity in my home growing up. So trust already was a really difficult thing for me with male figures in my life um and the more I kind of could open up and be vulnerable with Nathan and um share my needs and emotional needs with him um and where a lot of my triggers were coming up and why 
I think it opened up a lot of like compassion and empathy and understanding on Nathan's end as to like why I would be reacting the way I was over something mm-hmm. that probably to him seemed small and insignificant to me, you know, was yeah. a bigger deal. So some of those conversations really helped us through a lot of those times too, the more we learned to open up to one another. Well, and that ownership, right? Of like, Mm -hmm. I understand that this might, you know, feel like I'm just like overreacting, but this is why, and this is, you know, this is my history and this is part of what you're signing up for. And, you know, like I'll do my best to not, you know, project everything onto you, but it's still a part of, of, you know, what I'm working through. So I think that that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was super, I think just like learning what Danica's, I mean, obviously she had a really, you know, different upbringing than me. She went through two divorces as a child and had like a lot of trauma through that. And for me, I, it it took a while to sort of like understand that and really like that's forever been you know, ever since, whenever I did really truthfully understand it, that's always been for me, like, a very, like, triggering thing that I want to create the safest, most trusting place ever for Danica, where she doesn't Mm -hmm. have to ever deal with that, and so it's, like, I always say, it's, like, I never want there to be, um, you know, a worry in, in the world, I want you to just know that I'm, you know, I'm out playing music, I'm out doing these things, which is a difficult situation to put someone in that's gone through this in their life before, but it's like, that's for me one of those things where I take it as a challenge of like, what can I do to make sure that Danica always knows that it's like just her and mm-hmm. only ever going to be her, um, so that, you know, that doesn't have to be like a thing that you are still worrying about and as our relationship has grown I think we've gotten really really mm-hmm. good at that and there's always going to be learning and and challenges along the way but I think overall overall it's been pretty amazing to see the growth that Danica has gone through in in the you know respecting what I'm doing and respecting my integrity of knowing that I would never do anything like that to mm-hmm. like hurt you especially knowing the hurt that you've already gone through as a child I just that that to me is like one of the like things that just is is just number one it's like make her feel safe and trusted and like I just yeah whenever things do come up about that you know it, it like makes me be like man like I'm screwing this up I'm mm. not I'm not doing this right because that's like my number one is to like not have to have her deal she's had to deal with that enough through her yeah. life I don't want that to be a part of our relationship where she's like oh what is he messing around it's like that's like the last word, like never mm-hmm. want that to be in the, even the subconscious, you know? So it's like, yeah, I, I just always want to work to make sure that trust is like super, super intense. I guess. <laughs> well, and I think too, like, okay, so a, if, if more like feminine partners understood that sharing those like vulnerabilities with your partner gives them this ability to show up for you in this way. And if more masculine partners understood, like if you create safety and trust in the relationship, a lot of those behaviors that you don't like, the nagging, the bitching, the complaining, the whatever, they go away. Totally. You know, like if we took more mutual responsibility for taking care of each other in relationship, this is what happens, right? You have a relationship that's really strong and dynamic, like what you guys have. It's so true. Yeah. And Nathan does such a good job in, like he said, creating a safe environment for me. And I'm like, 
eternally grateful and know mm-hmm. that I'm sure with any other man this wouldn't have lasted this long. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're figuring it out and it's been really beautiful. And I think to like on what you were saying, Giselle, I love Brene Brown's practice. And I think I maybe mentioned this and when you, me and Alexia were talking, but how she talks about like the story I'm creating is, and like yes. sometimes we have to have those conversations between Nathan and I where, you know, I'll be festering on something that isn't even real. And I'm like, well, here's the story I'm creating. And it's not even what's going on most of the time, but it's funny how our conditioning can kind of make us go to those places. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's interesting because then we go into those places and then we react in a way that mm-hmm. is not loving or not supportive. And then we almost like create the thing. Exactly. Whereas, whereas if you just say like, hey, this is what's going on for me and I don't know if it's true or not and mm-hmm. taking that ownership, yeah. it creates space to have a conversation about it. Absolutely. Because there's times I'll just be like grouchy and like short with him and he can tell something's wrong, but I'm not admitting like (laughs) what it is yet. And then like three hours later, it's like, I get, I'm, I'm ready to get vulnerable Yeah, and I'll open up about what I'm really upset about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just give me some time. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been learning slowly, slowly, but surely, um, cause I'm very like, Oh, there's an issue. Let's fix it right now. Like yeah. I'm going to drop everything. Or we're going to fix this right now and, get, and then make you better. You know, whatever this, <laughs> yeah. this issue is. And like, I'm slowly but surely learning that Danica has more of like, a, I want to have this problem for a little bit. And then <laughs> I want to fix it. Or I want to just vent about this problem for a little bit. And then I want to fix it. So, cause I'm always like, all right, like, let's well, like, what is it? Is it, you know, let's build a fence like if the, if the wind's coming in like let's like put up a guard or you know yeah. whatever it is like it's like um and i'm always like let's just fix it and uh, that's like you know um often <laughs> not the, yeah oh, often a little men. too masculine and it's not like the way to actually allow the problem to be solved it's more of like a band-aid solution usually so by taking more time and then really like hearing danica out and having like a good long talk about whatever the issue actually is when she's ready to look into solutions for it, not just like vent about it, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, all right. And then now I can start turning on that more like a productive, like, okay, how can I actually fix like fix it? But instead of going directly to that, being more just a space to listen and be like a, a safe place to yeah. just like yeah. let out your frustrations or emotions. So, and I also like to what you're saying, I definitely am someone who needs to process on my own Mm -hmm. so I do need like some space before I'm ready to like Mm -hmm. get into the nitty-gritty details of it Mm -hmm. so um, I don't know if you ever studied anything like that in psychology but I remember I think Brenda was telling me about it how some people need to take space Mm -hmm. and process on their own some people want to like fix it right away and create harmony and then other people go into like the fight mode yeah and there's kind of those three Mm -hmm. responses yeah mine is definitely like pull back process and then come forward with yeah it would be I mean there's a few things that explain that right there's some of that is attachment style Mm -hmm. um some of it is whether you internalize or externalize right um and then some of it is actually just your um trauma response Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so whether you 
fight, flight, freeze. Right. Um, or fawn, which women are more prone to that one. But, um, yeah, and I think that that, like, that is such a beautiful thing to have in relationship too, to say, like, okay, so you need space and I need closeness, and so how are we going to navigate yes. these differences? And so it's about you know, figuring out a way that both of you can navigate those conflicts that yeah. feel good, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's so interesting, too, like, how much even listening to you guys talk, there's, like, a masculine, feminine kind of dynamic, you know? And yeah. it's that, like, again, like, if the masculine learns how to just hold space for whatever it is that the feminine is moving through, yeah. um, that, again, just creates so much safety and trust in yes. a relationship. And Nathan's really good at that. Yeah. That, because you're so stable and secure, like, I'm kind of the one that's always, like, figuring things, like, you know, my issues out, and you hold such good space for me to do that, and I really appreciate that. Oh, that's great. Well, uh, cute. I, it, it's interesting, too, to masculine feminine, because when we read The Superior Man, Danica and I read that book together. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you read that? Yes, I have, yeah. And, For listeners, uh, it's The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. Yeah, I'll link yeah. it in the show notes. I, I really highly recommend any men that are listening to this. If you want to read a really powerful educational book, it's it's a pretty good read. Really good. Mm-hmm. And um, what I loved about that and what I found interesting with Danica and I too is that although I'm very masculine and Danica is very feminine, in a lot of ways our... Um, jobs are kind of the opposite of that i'm yeah. in quite a feminine role as a entertainer in the arts and you know with Creative. music and film and all that stuff is quite feminine and danica running thrive and like kind of you know this big business and doing all that is quite masculine so there is sort of this weird kind of like where we have to sort of Dance. take our work hats <laughs> off and sometimes i will have like a vulnerable situation that's stemming from like music or you know putting myself out there or whatever it is and then danica's like really good at like holding space for me when mm-hmm. i do need that and then i can kind of be pretty vulnerable and then at the same time like we definitely like i'd say a majority of the time are very masculine feminine um like more traditionally but it's it is cool to see the like the balancing sort of juggling that, that happens that I think we do a pretty good job of navigating, which I think a lot of people can uh, can forget to take their hat off when they get home or can fall off of that. And then, you know, then you kind yeah. of are in a zone where like two people are being very masculine or vice versa. Two people are being very mm-hmm. feminine and then it can be, then there's no polarity. Mm-hmm. And I know it's tough. John Wineland has some really good tools as to how to, pull your partner out of the masculine if you want him or her to you know drop into their feminine and things like that and one of the things he does say is for the masculine the partner who has more dominant masculine essence to almost be like flirtatious and playful Mm -hmm. with the feminine essence Mm -hmm. to bring that out and allow them to relax into it and Nathan does such a good job of Mm -hmm. that like you always will yeah, like spank me or like you know, <laughs> just yeah, like those so little things yeah. and makes me laugh or just like I don't know, like holds me until I start laughing. Like you, you're really good at those kinds of little 
mm-hmm. tricks that kind of help too when I get home and I'm still in that delegating mm-hmm. space of like I was delegating at work and now I'm home and I'm like do this do that and <laughs> yeah yeah so he's really good at pulling me out of that but yeah that book has really great information surrounding the dance between the masculine and feminine in romantic relationships mm-hmm. yeah and some there was a lot of like just epic <laughs> lessons in that book and some I found that I was like good at already doing and some of those were like just being playful mm-hmm. and the ability to sort of let people have their let their guard down I've always been pretty good at but yeah there are definitely some ones that you don't even think of that it talks about like you know really yeah learning about your partner and kind of like knowing that there's no scoreboard for the feminine there's no like look at all the things that i've done this week mm-hmm. yeah. you know like and, and but it doesn't matter those things are irrelevant to like <laughs> yeah. the right now and, and for so long i'd be yes. like but i fixed all this other stuff and, then, <laughs> and now this thing's coming up and it's an issue and and it's like these things don't matter and it's like they don't Nathan. they really don't <laughs> and, and uh so it's like like some of those lessons that to me have like allowed me to look at things more as like a play-by-play like okay, I'm in this situation now and like these past like great things I've done aren't that great and i got to deal with this situation. Aren't being <laughs> recognized you know? in his home. And that's okay. And that's like, and it's so much better to know that and yeah. not try to be like arguing for recognition for a past deed when mm-hmm. you should just be like in the moment and figure out what is wrong now and try to hold space for that because that's I think that was like an old school thing I used to do more so would be to try to like somehow like argue my way out of it or prove that I am doing things you know whatever it is and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah that's like never effective it's not what they want to hear so learning more about like that what Danica wants and needs is Yeah. yeah been definitely revolutionary for our relationship yeah. yeah, I really hope that some like couples listen to this, and it's not just you know all our girlfriends listening to it because there's like I wish that we had more like men's groups and things like that in the city because I think that you know men are are really aching for like this kind of connection and talking about these things with other men like okay so um I'm struggling in my relationship and I don't know what I'm doing wrong so can we like talk about these things but in Saskatchewan we seem to be a little bit behind in the the men's group kind of thing I find that women are gathering but men aren't necessarily gathering in the same kind of way here it's so true and um I actually met this dude when I was down in, uh, I was doing this vocal master class in Bali and these, uh, this couple was doing, they're from Vancouver. They were doing this, uh, yoga retreat down there and he runs like a men's gathering and they connect and yeah. like talk and share. And it's, you know, kind of very John Wyland vibes mm-hmm. and it's like really good. I think to have sort of those moments of, you know, raw connection. I have a lot of friends that are in, uh, that are in AA and I think that they get a lot of that sort yeah. of um, connection and ability to really be vulnerable with mm-hmm. a group of men. There's a lot of women in AA too, but um, I think that there is something to be said about that, like, you know, kind of sacred gathering that I think like you guys, especially in your friends group do so well, where you, you come together and you talk and you're not just, you know, gossiping, gossiping about stuff. It's like, you're really like getting deep into yourselves and learning and growing and, it's like I think that men don't do that enough right Mm -hmm. now and like 
it's it's great. Like some of my closest guy friends, um, we have things like that. Like a friend Tyler uh, Maltman, my buddy, he's living in New Zealand right now. But our friendship was like mainly created as like a, a thing where we would like hold each other accountable and we would literally have like goal setting um hangouts where we'd like go through visions of like okay like here are our pillars that we like want to you know like are just like mental health our emotional health our physical health our spiritual health what are things that we want to do in order to like do that and like i was doing that when i was like 19 and before 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 we had met and that was sort of the first taste of like getting kind of holding myself more accountable, I guess. And like mm-hmm. most of my friends, like I have some of the like most hilarious, awesome friends ever that I grew <laughs> up with in PA, but like there was not ever really like, there was always support. Like if mm-hmm. something was going down, there was support always, mm-hmm. but it was never as much of like, let's sort of try to go at this thing proactively or like yeah. think about the future or like, let's get deep on like, how is your emotional well-being and stuff like those questions don't come up with dudes as much. Yeah. And, um, yeah, even with my band, it's like this tour, we're going on a two month tour and I'm really trying to make sure that we have kind of like that in place where there is like a sharing circle and we are going to have some like prompt, um, responses where it's like I felt really great this week because and then everyone can kind of go around the circle yeah. and I've talked with a lot of friends that have done big like tours and and stuff and it's like those pieces are very important because if people feel like they're not being heard or if they feel like they can't share real things not just like you know go and have some beers and have some laughs it's like really like diving deep I think that's that is missing, I think, for a lot of men. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, a, it's a bit of a strange time in that, you know, it's it's so amazing that the feminine power is really taking stride and, and things are becoming a lot more balanced, I feel like. And yet there's also almost like a feeling of like, ooh, like a men's group. Like, I don't know, is that, that kind of sounds like, like I shouldn't have that. Almost, you know, yeah, like a little almost. bit of that where like, yeah. you know, I, I almost feel like maybe like, someone would be like, whoa, you're trying to start an ends group? What is this, you know? And, and, and it's like, so for me, I know like Mike Gaff is someone I've talked with a lot about um, that he wanted to kind of start like a conscious men's gathering to mm-hmm. really discuss and, and hold space and really hold people at like a high level. I think that's the beauty of it is that like the more that um, men and women gather on their own, and really set these standards of like, here's where we want to go. We want to go high and we want to go far and are held accountable. It's yeah. like, that's, that's so powerful. Yes. So it'll be cool to see. I think, I think it's, it's, it's all going to come in, in yeah. time. And hopefully for anyone listening, they have someone that they can reach out to. And I think if you do have a friend or someone that is like able for you to go there with, those mm-hmm. are the friends like, you know, let them know that how powerful that is to you and, and try to make that a more frequent occasion because like, yeah. mm-hmm. those are... And, and even just to say, like, I think just by you, well, talking about that now, but in the way that you move through life and how vulnerable and emotional you allow yourself to be at times is so expansive for other men and Definitely. it's almost a permission slip. Like, so for you to... Like, I just want to applaud you and tell you to keep going with that. And for, like, anyone listening that, any men listening specifically or those who identify as men, like, yeah, just if that calls to you, like, keep going. And the 
the more that you show up in your life in that way, the more you're giving all the men around you and your sons and generations to come permission to also be emotional and vulnerable mm -hmm. and gather with other men and hold each other big. I just, yeah. I see uh, there's so many beautiful men stepping up in that mm -hmm. regard right now. And it's so beautiful to see. I was, I think I told, maybe I told you about it. I definitely told Molly about it, but Nathan and I were walking in the park and we ran into Connor, Molly's partner and one of his friends. And I don't know, you guys just were having such beautiful conversation and I was kind of just sitting back and watching and they were talking about like attachment style no, and their emotions and their relationships and and it was just so beautiful for me to watch these young men mm -hmm. talk about those kinds of topics together. Yeah. Like unplanned in the middle of the park and oh, it just like... Yeah, it made my heart so warm and fuzzy because yeah. it was it was so beautiful, and I think that's just the way things are starting to turn, which is really beautiful. Yeah. yeah, well, and I think like that's you know I wish more men realized what a, a masculine thing that actually is to yes. deal with your own emotions and to mm -hmm. to figure out the kind of partner that you want to be, and and also you know, being secure enough in who you are as a person or as a man to be open and vulnerable with your male friends, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that was one of the first things, you know, when Ariel and I first started dating that I was just, like, so in awe of with him was, like, he has really, really close friendships. And they do, like, your typical, like, male kind of stuff. Like, they go play basketball and volleyball and, like, they do athletic things and they'll go out for a beer and all that stuff. But... They also, like, never, ever, ever sit around and, like, talk poorly about their partners. That's just, like, yeah. not a thing that is, like, acceptable there, yeah. it seems. And I remember, like, Ariel and I had only been dating for a couple months, and one of his friends was going through, you know, a tough time with his partner. And um, I remember Ariel just telling me about it and telling me some of the advice that he had given him and, and how... Um, he really held space for his friend to actually show up and be a better partner. It wasn't a, like, screw her, she's asking too much, or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever the thing was. It was, like, you can do better than this, and, and you need to, you know, kind of step up and, and be more, um, you know, more of a partner to her. And that was so attractive to me, because yes. growing up, I only ever heard men, you know, not necessarily put women down, but kind of just go into a, women are, are weird, and I don't understand them, and so... Yeah, she's yeah. so crazy, yeah. this and that. Yeah, and that, I mean, that, A, created so much trust and safety with me, with him, mm -hmm. but then also with his friends, because I knew that they would do the same for him, mm -hmm. you know? If we were having yeah. a hard time, they wouldn't just be like, oh, forget her, yeah. you know? They'd really support him to, to grow, and, and I think that that's so powerful, and it's one of the things that I think a lot of you know, men are missing here in Saskatchewan. And I see that especially with my male clients too. Mm -hmm. They're really aching for that connection to their masculinity yeah. in that way. Yeah. And to, to have a space where you can really kind of like be free and open and honest and kind of be met with like, you know, judgment, but also like acceptance in a, in a positive kind of way. It's just like, 
it's just going to make it all better. Like by having these men that are more vulnerable and more connected and everything that's going to allow them to be way more available and emotionally available for their partners. And so it's like in this world, as things change and continue to evolve, I just think that that's one of the big issues. And, you know, there's all this like amazing forward progress towards like feminism and having that. And I think, within that there needs to be like a similar sort of just like all right guys like let's pull up our socks here and like start discussing these things that are like not so comfortable and like start mm-hmm. being there and being accountable so that it's not just fun and games with the friends like hanging out but there are some of those deep dives where you mm-hmm. kind of like yes. hang out and the balance too so mm-hmm. that you know you don't feel like you can't just go and have fun with your friends too but it's yeah. just like yeah having having groups that you can really like get down with. And I've been really lucky, I think, in my life to have males in my life that are like inspirational and that I look up to and that I'm like, I want to model my life after these types of guys. And, uh, and with that, I think that's given me a ton of growth. And and like, you know, I've also had men in my life that I've met that I like don't want to be like, and I think, you know, it's like you, you see that kind of like, bit of a polarization sometimes you're like okay like the the more that you can kind of surround yourself with people that you enjoy and that you sort of like their vibe it's like that is eventually going to start showing in you as well so mm-hmm. yeah like yeah that. that was actually one of my one of the things that attracted me so much to you Nathan was um I remember when we first started hanging out and like his friends would come over to the condo and um, whenever they were leaving, they would say, I love you to each other. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I remember I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like he, these are like 19 year old dudes. Yeah. Like, and like from the heart saying like, I love you before they leave or yeah. when they get off the phone, like it's very rare that Nathan won't say I love you to his friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that was just such a small, simple thing that made me be like, oh yeah, I really like this guy. Yeah, I love that too. Ariel also is the only guy I've ever dated that um, has that kind of connection, like with his friends, like same thing, we'll say I love you, like really they're open and vulnerable and like Mm -hmm. there for each other and that is Mm -hmm. so powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Thanks, babe. You guys are so cute. Oh, I was extremely... Um, attracted to you in every single way when we first met and it's been quite a wild ride it's crazy that it's coming on eight years which is kind of wild <laughs> what is your anniversary date <sighs> we don't really have one we always say the month of november so yeah it's <laughs> just the whole month yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of like yeah. anniversary we month. just didn't i don't know we've never really been a couple that has dates and things yeah like been like oh one month together like mm-hmm. we just kind of we don't really buy each other gifts very often. We'd rather yeah. just like go on a trip together. So once yeah. a year, we'll try to like do something special, yeah. like for our anniversary, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Go on some sort yeah. of like trip or some sort of experience together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we don't really have a specific just the whole date. Month. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Right every single yeah. Day. yeah. I think yeah. it was sometime in that month when I was talking to one of my friends on the phone, and Dad was at my house and. I said I was like hanging with my pal or something and she like looked at me <laughs> and then I was like, all right, I'm going to call her my girlfriend from now on and that was somewhere in November. I yeah. forget, I forget yeah. when. Yeah. 
yeah but then it was just sort of like next time I was like it's my girlfriend and I never really asked her I just started calling her yeah <laughs> yeah and that was that and oh, uh yeah my first girlfriend which is kind of wild <laughs> well yeah. you guys were so young yeah. so it's yeah it's been and I, I I never really like weirdly wanted a girlfriend for a very long time I was always had this like weird plan that like I was going to do what my grandpa did which he met my grandma in Sweden and brought her home when he was in the army so it was like <laughs> a rough plan like one day I'll go to Sweden and like find a wife was like yeah. a rough rough plan and then met Danica oh, and it was just sort of like holy smokes I'm not going to Sweden oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that <laughs> so yeah it's been it's been so good like I, for me it's been I mean, I was like, you know, like I say, when I was 19, like I was in a good spot, but like I wasn't by any means in like a great spot either. Like I was like good compared to, you know, relatively speaking, I guess in that time. And like I was snowboarding, I was partying like a ton and going out and I moved from Saskatoon or from Prince Albert to Saskatoon. And so it was just kind of like hanging with a lot of my brother's friends and we were just get, getting down every weekend partying and mm -hmm. and so like but I wasn't like there were just so many pieces that like looking back at like 19 year old Nate versus like 27 year old Nate now it's like man there's so many things that I like didn't even think of or didn't even really become part of my thing and I think like as Danica and I connected like she was always so like I don't know, like she would hold space in such a big way that really made me feel like I could do anything. And I always had a ton of confidence, but I guess I wasn't really like putting a lot of it into action as much. Like, um, and then with Danica, I kind of just, I guess just sort of got my life more in order and like really didn't feel the need to party as much, really turned that down, which I think was like a huge savior for me mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. That's a really common thing yeah. with men, I find. Like when yeah. they find a woman that they're really like ready to get serious with, yeah. they'll, they'll you know, start to focus more on their purpose and, and yeah. less so on the partying. Mm. Yeah, it's and I, I heard common. Will Smith say something about that, that he had read this quote that like the most successful men have like a partner in just the mm -hmm. history of life it's just the way that it True. goes when you look back on all these people it's like they had like a, a supportive like rock person that was in their life that they were kind of like fighting for in a way and mm -hmm. so like I didn't really have anything that I was like fighting for I guess and then when I met Danica like it kind of yeah just like you know diet one thing that like I used to struggle really heavily with like acne and stuff and like Danica got me like on like a super, super good diet that like helped me out and like you know just things that I never even thought of which was so crazy but like that kind of thing and then just like getting into yoga and starting to meditate and all these like little things that like looking back have been like lifesavers yeah. through the stresses of my life now but like post that I, you know or before that I didn't really have any of those things and, and, and well, Tyler and I had started kind of getting into a bit of that stuff before you and I had met. Um, but like, I wasn't really like taking it seriously as much. Like I was kind of just more like, oh yeah, like I like yoga. I like some of these things a bit, but get with Danica, I kind of have like always gotten to, she's always learning so much and learning, taking these meditation courses and yoga teacher training and stuff. And I just love getting like the little bit of like side mm -hmm. kickback kick <laughs> like, info yeah. and stuff. And, yeah. We're actually talking about maybe doing a yoga teacher training course together. Mm, um, I love that. Which would be really cool because yeah. I've just lately, we've been practicing a lot lately and I've just been feeling way better and yeah. in a good space and 
Yeah. I love that. And I think also, so for the women listening who um, want their partners to start doing some of those things, like meditation, yoga, eating healthier, um, I know for you guys, like this is really affirming listening to, to that because this has also been my experience in my relationship. If you just do the work yourself without saying, you have to do this, you have to come to yoga with me, you have mm-hmm. to, like, making it a requirement of your partner if you just do it because you love it and you're focused on it I mean your partner's gonna see how well you're doing and what yeah. it's doing for you and they're gonna be like okay let me like have a little taste of that please but the second totally. you you know don't drag your man to a yoga class don't like yeah. you know totally. don't put books on his nightstand and be like read this by Friday and we're gonna talk about it you know yeah. just do yeah. the work yourself and your partner will notice and and they might not do the exact same work that you're doing, but they'll figure out their own version of it. Yes, Absolutely. and they'll get some sort of, of the offshoots of, of what your benefits are going to sort of like run over onto him as well. And yeah. So it's like I, I get so much benefits from Danica's practices. And then lately now more than ever, I feel like they've become a lot of my practices mm-hmm. too. And I think just out of necessity in a lot of ways, getting you know, growing more in my career and more stress and more things. And like for Danica, when she was like starting Thrive and all these like heavy things that she's gone through, it's like those things became big staples for her to like help move through. And now I'm like realizing like, oh, wow, like these things are very beneficial Mm -hmm. when you're doing a lot of like more heavy things. So it's, it's been uh, really good and and couldn't agree more that you can't, you know, just drag someone into Mm -hmm. anything or just hate it. It's like, Danica did that perfect. And... Yeah, she just sort of like was always this glowing like little yeah. angel that was like, <laughs> all right, like I'd like more of that. Or, like, you know, yeah. and, like also kind of like egoically being like, I don't need to do yoga. I'm like freaking fit. I, you yeah. know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, so it's like uh, things that like you kind of like slowly but surely as you get a bit more mature, you're like, oh yeah, actually, yeah. that might be really good for me. Yes. And I mean, Guda Jagat talks all the time about this, about how um, if you were a woman, so this is not even like the feminine, this is just like the woman psyche, um, your partner, whether you're part, whether you're in a, you know, heterosexual or homosexual relationship, your partner is coming to you for your energy, for your aura. So you better have a really healthy, beautiful, clean aura. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, um, your partner isn't really going to want to spend that much time with you because that's what they're coming to you for is for that nourishment. And so um, it's a big responsibility, I think, to be a woman. And and I I think that we don't sometimes take that seriously enough. We want the men in our lives to do more when really everything shifts when we begin to take responsibility for our own happiness and our own joy and our own energy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's funny you say that because I was going to bring that up too. How she, so <laughs> she talks about how women hold the frequency of a household. Yeah. So, Absolutely. And she, she talks about how women start and end all, all relationships. relationships. Yeah. And, you know, sure. all of it. And so, like, I actually was just listening to you. I did a um, session on Rama TV last night. And she was talking about, she's like, dude doesn't want to leave. It's just, you you snapped at him three times and now he has no choice, you know? And so it's also, you know, taking more, you know, if if men and women both take more responsibility for what they're creating in their partnerships instead Mm -hmm. of blaming each other, we'll all have much healthier, happier relationships. Big time. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a bazillion percent true. Mm -hmm. And that that is actually like Danica's energy is I think like one of like the most attractive things to me. Like I mm -hmm. like luckily I'm like extremely physically attracted to you too and all of the things. But like like when I first met Danica, there was just this like, and I think a lot of people have the same experience with her is that mm -hmm. there's just sort of like this energy of like holy shit, who's that? You know, like, <laughs> it's kind of like, and, and it's just like. You know, for me, that is, I think, what definitely keeps me coming back and created, you know, for me, someone that I was like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you because mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, try and find this light again. Like, it's, it's very bright. And I think a lot of that is because of the work Danica does on herself. She's yeah. always, like, you know, learning and growing and moving forward and always, like, learning the next thing and figuring out the next thing and, and that pays huge dividends to her her aura and her mm -hmm. energy and just you know her i appreciate that yeah, i love you. you guys so much i just i'm in awe because like when i met nathan i mean again to you like anyone who meets nathan feels uplifted around him feels like they're the most important person in the whole world like they can do anything and I think when I met Nathan I he had such positivity and such energy and optimism and I was like is this just like an act <laughs> like I when I you know like I was like this can't be yeah. real like but then the more time we spent together the more I was like N like this is a hundred percent genuine and authentic mm -hmm. to him and I had never ever met anyone who was like that yeah like I grew up you know and no blame to my parents whatsoever but in more of like lack mentality and more like play it safe kind mm -hmm. of mentality like you go to school you get a job like you know that kind of idea of the way life needs to look and when I met Nathan um, I think what he really opened up for me was he showed me my own light and my own worth and he also showed me that anything is possible um, and to like go for my dreams so yeah. like I know for sure that I wouldn't have created what I've created in my life so far if it wasn't for you and just that energy that you hold of anything's possible and we always feel like to like together at, like literally absolutely anything is possible mm -hmm. yeah okay we have to get into your guys's chart yeah, oh, yeah. there's yeah, that's like right, that's right. so much of what you guys are talking about right now is like literally in like when i was doing the right wow. like, and then there's this, yes i'm so, so excited to learn yeah. about this um yeah, because we haven't done this. Mm -mm. We've never done right? this. I did one with you solo, which was crazy to the point of like, all right, Giselle, get out of my head. Giselle's <laughs> a witch. And, and, uh, and then Jack has done a, a few, obviously, with you, like a bunch of stuff. But I'm really excited for the couples thing here because this is pretty exciting. And it, for all you listeners, if you haven't done a session with Giselle, you're crazy. You have to. It's It's actually amazing. And like, the stars don't lie. There's some pretty wild stuff. Oh, I was always pretty skeptical of things growing up, I think, a bit more. And lately, like, I've been leaning so heavily into all of these things just because I'm like, man, like, this is to the point of, like, pinpoint accuracy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, this doesn't just happen out of, like, happenstance. Like, it's 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 pretty remarkable. 
I've yeah. always thought too, like there's gotta be some magic and truth to like why your soul chose to come into the world at the exact moment that it did in the exact location that it did. Mm. Like, mm. of course there has to be something to that. Yeah. So yeah, that just makes sense. Yeah. So I true. love it. Okay. Do you guys have any like specific questions? I think just lay it on us. Whatever you <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So, oh, fuck. I'm so excited about this. Okay. So first we're going to go into your astrology and then we'll do your human design. Beautiful. Awesome. Okay. So, um, everything in your sinistry chart, do you guys know what that is? I'll show you. Yeah, show us. Um, so this is your yes. chart. So on the inside, this is, you know, all of Danica's placements and on the outside, this is all of Nate's placements. And so the Ooh, connections, there. yeah, so the <laughs> connections between planets and like these lines here tell me the relationships between the different planets mm. for you guys. Um, and all of these different things tell me different aspects of your relationship, things that are easier, things that are harder. Mm. Um, and just some of the like magic that you guys create together. Oh. And so we don't have time to go into all of it, but I picked out like four of like the biggest things awesome. and Perfect. we can talk about it. Cool. Okay. Sweet. Perfect. So the first thing, Nate's son is in Danica's eighth house. You guys can see that mm. here. Yes. And so that creates this like intense pull for you towards her. Mm. It's like when you met her, you were like, holy fuck. Like this mm. is my woman. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And Literally. so it, it creates like a really deep bond. And the sun person, which is Nate, is captivated by the eighth house person because yeah. you awaken something in him that he hasn't felt before. Absolutely. Wow. That's, that's yes. weird. That right? sounds really bang on wow, okay. there. Him wow, pursuing yeah. me and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it was very much me that pursued Danica. <laughs> yeah. For all the listeners. <laughs> and so it creates like a deep emotional dependence and bond between the two of you. Yes. Um, what I find with this though is sometimes the eighth house person will will test the sun person a little bit because the eighth house is really deep and there's a lot of like that's where a lot of our fears and our traumas and all these different things are held. And so the sun person can kind of illuminate those things. Mm -hmm. And then if the sun person, it, this is where like some of that healing can come in. So this placement can be um, really dangerous. It, it, it can create bonds between two people who are toxic for each other. Right. But if, if both people are conscious enough to stay and to work through some of those traumas together mm -hmm. or to just be even when it's uncomfortable, it creates healing instead of pain. I love that. Mm -hmm. I see that so strongly with like, for instance, Nathan's profession, taking him on the road all the time. Mm -hmm. His band is always on tour and, you know, for a while and even still, like I still am working through some of what that brings up for me. Um, and it's interesting because I notice I'm like, okay, am I up for the challenge? Mm -hmm. Am I up for the growth? And like we talked about in our podcast together, um, like the Jivamukti mentality of like liberation in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I want to be, feel liberated in this life, I need to like dive into all these challenges yes. and find the relief. And mm -hmm. so it's like, yeah, this is such a great growth opportunity for me to like mm -hmm. 
dive into what that feels like with Nathan being on the road and the emotions that come up for me yeah around that yeah so that's really interesting yeah and then the, you know the interesting piece because one of the things that I love about you guys too is that you guys have this like deep emotional connection mm-hmm. um but then you're also friends right like you'd like mm-hmm. to hang out together that's <laughs> yeah. not yeah. very often do you see couples that have both right they're either really like good at the companionship companionship part or they're good at the like passion intimacy part right. finding yes. couples that are good at both is difficult that is true. that's very true we're, we're very able to sway between those quite easily yeah. and mm-hmm. i think that there is a definitely like a, a thing that happens to a lot of couples is where they become just too good of friends and then mm-hmm. the passion stops and we've always kept the passion at the forefront and then the, the, but we're also like friends and we'll just chill and watch a show and nerd out and and you can yeah. be like you can be my funny you can be my like hang and like nerd out on some stuff or <laughs> we can have like a crazy romantic night so it's like yeah. it's kind of like I think, yeah. And that's crazy with the sun to the eight thing because I, like, when I met Danica, it was just literally, like, boom, tractor beam. Never <laughs> felt it. It was, like, yeah. forever. And, and like, yeah. weird, weirdly to the point, like, I was telling Anthony, my brother that I was living with at the time, like, I think I'm going to, like, be with Danica forever. And he's like, didn't you just meet this girl? Like, what is happening? <laughs> and, 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 like, everyone was kind of a little, like, all right, dude, like, are you okay? Like, you know, and, and I was kind of like throwing out all these crazy things. And then like, literally she went to Europe and I like flew to India to go see her. And my parents are like, what? What's happening? You know? You've known and, this girl for a and, few months. And all these things. And it was just, I was just sort of like, man, I'm like diving in deep. And luckily it was a good dive. But like, you know, looking back, it was kind of like, you know, it was a dicey maneuver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well, it never felt, I was never worried ever. I was always fully just like, this is right. Like I had, I felt like I had guides like fully just like Mm -hmm. pulling my hands along the way. I was just like, take me where I'm going. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I love that. And just like allowing yourself to do that without the fear that's attached to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So the, like the friendship part comes from, cause Danica's son is in your 11th house and the 11th house is the friendship house. So you guys have both of those like equal balancing kind of of things and so that also creates a shared vision in your relationship of like wanting to change the world and make it better and you both have that individually in your human design charts as well you're both here to impact the world on a larger scale but in really different ways so we'll go into that too yeah yeah so those are like the sun is really interesting I always like to look at the moon. Obviously, the moon is is probably the most important point of connection in a you know a synastry chart. And so, Danica, your moon is trining Nate's Pluto, and trying is a hundred and twenty degree. Um, if you can see that, yes, yeah. that there. Um, and so that creates this. Um, like profound emotional and spiritual bond between the two of you. So when I was looking into this, it was talking all about um, deepening spirituality and um, it's like a subconscious pull towards each other. So it would probably be like if I were to look for like an Imago match in a chart, that would probably be the thing that would most speak to it. So this like subconscious pull towards each other to um, learn spiritual lessons through your relationship and become more evolved together. 
So that's a really cool, that's um, a signifier of a long-term bond, typically. Wow. Yeah. And then the the other one, you guys have uh, Mars opposing Venus. And so this creates polarity, naturally. So you guys already have that in your relationship, like, together. But the really interesting piece, one thing that might be, like, fun for you guys to play around with is it's polarity between Danica's masculine and your feminine, Nate. So mm. if, if Danica, like you know, steps into her masculine and you allow yourself to soften into your feminine, playing with that might create this really intense polarity during certain moments. And then obviously you can flip back into the essences that you're both more comfortable with, yes. but playing with that can create like a really intense passion. Wow. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I don't know. Like that. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. So that creates like Again, this is one of those things, there's like a high road and a low road of it. So with polarity, there's intense attraction um, and, a, you know, a really intense pull towards each other, but also it can create like, you know, conflict and things like that. So what I typically see with this is, is in like short-term relationships, it's just like lots of passion and it burns out really quick. And then in long-term relationships, that passion, if it's not managed properly, can get like redirected into like petty arguments and like fights over really stupid things because the passion needs to um, have an outlet somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you guys aren't being really careful about where you're directing that energy, it'll just cause like mm. little blow ups. That yeah. makes sense. That yeah. Makes a lot of sense to totally. Us. Totally. Yeah. And, and also in the, like some of our fights with, that might not like happen is, is usually if it's something where I'm in more, my feminine more and you're in your masculine more, I'd say. Yeah. If we don't have like a, like a passionate exchange, then there could be more room for like, I'm like down the rabbit hole with some music <laughs> stuff. So I'm pretty feminine and mm-hmm. you're in something that's like thrive related. And I'm like, not really as there in the masculine role would be like, well, let me like fix this or whatever. And you're like, not as there for me in the feminine role. Cause we're kind of like both wearing the other hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and because like you're like Danica's masculine and, and Nate, you're, you're feminine are, are literally opposing each other. Um, there's less understanding between those two polarities. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. when you're in your masculine and, and you're in your feminine, feminine, there, there is a little bit more space for understanding. Yes. Yeah, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, yeah. okay, problem solved. We'll never yeah. fight ever again. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, so. we'll know. So basically, when you're, in your mas- or when you're in your uh, masculine, I'm in my feminine. We just need to have sex. Love, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Literally. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> just like, and I'll be the dominant one. Find an yeah. outlet yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We went to this uh, Balinese, like, healing guy once, and he was telling us, he, like, did these, like, healing, I forget what it was, what, not a healer, what was Yeah, he's a Balinese healer, Yeah, kind of, like, reflexology like, type. Yeah, reflexology thing, and after he had, like, did me, he was just like, you need to have more sex. And he mm. was, like, was like, cha-ching. I was like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Mars and Capricorn is just like, yeah, <laughs> always. Literally. <laughs> so funny. It's pretty funny. So I, I bring that up often. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll bring this up often. 
And she's like, fuck, why do I keep bringing him to these things? <laughs> 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 One time you told Danica that I have to, like, I'm the person that's supposed to, like, show her to the world or something. Bring me back to community. Yeah, because yeah. she's very, like, I'll just sit at home and, like, read about meditation all day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, babe, but, like, let's go out and, like, hang with some friends, too. And so now I'll always, like, be like, well, you could do that, but I'm supposed to be your shepherd. <laughs> oh my gosh I love that yeah. yeah it's so funny too that's the thing like you think you want your man to get into this stuff and then you start telling them yeah. and then they use it against you, you. be careful what you wish for yeah ladies. exactly like oh. there are so many times where I'll be doing something like I've told Ariel all about my chart and his chart and he'll like call me out on things and I'm like oh my gosh why did I, <laughs> why did I tell you you know um, but yeah that is true you are supposed to pull her out of her shell a little bit mm. and she's like tethering you more to your own like divinity true. it's really yeah. her Very her true. gift to you that's super true yeah yeah so this chart is an overlay so it tells me about the synastry or the relationship between the two of you mm. but then there's also this other chart called the composite chart and so it's a mathematical um like the mathematical average of all the planets it tells me about your relationship wow. so this wow. tells me about your individual needs and then there's the composite chart that tells me about your relationship needs wow. amazing so right. let's look at let's that oh i've never even heard of that Really yeah. quickly, it looks like we have like a ton of planets together in Capricorn. Yes, and in the seventh house. So that's the partnership house. Mm. So you guys were naturally um, drawn towards some sort of commitment with Very each cool. other, both of you. Sometimes you'll see where like one partner will have a lot of planets and the other par partner's seventh house, and they're like, yeah, I'm ready, let's commit. And the other person, it's not the same kind of pull. Yeah. Um, whereas this was really nice for both of you because you both have. Um, planets in That's each other's seventh house and with all of that you know capricorn energy that you share those are points of connection and similarity mm, yeah, that yeah. Makes a lot. that's something that i was always thankful for is that like after pursuing you pretty heavily that like once it kind of like you let into like that we would be together it then you were like very like all the way to like mm -hmm. yeah it was kind of just very mutual like i never i never yeah. really was like come on you know like yeah let's move in or anything like that like we always were like equally like wanting to do the same thing same time kind of thing yeah yeah that works really nice too and and that's probably because of of that connection between all of those planets and so each of these like says different things so we can definitely do a full-on yeah, yeah yeah i know we want to get yes. to that yeah uh, but um because there's so much in here even with like the other like Venus signs and the North nodes are really good to know about each other and to understand too. Um, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's okay. Next time. Or yeah. Next time. Um, composite chart. There we go. Okay. So this, you guys can see this triangle here and then there's another one right here. Oh, and grand trines are so in a natal chart they tell me that there's like a special gift or talent that that person has um and it's just like these energies work really well together and so for your composite chart or your relationship chart to have two grand trines in it that's a really big deal um that's like there's a lot of harmony <laughs> it's, um, um there's a lot of harmony and flow in the relationship but then also 
Um, there are certain gifts and talents that, that likely come out in both of you because you're together. Mm. And actually, your human design composite speaks to that as well. And we notice that a mm. lot. Mm. Hey? Yes. That sure. we, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. yeah that so, kind of amplifies a lot of my talents and, like, and, yeah, yeah, immensely. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, yeah, and that's exactly what this is. So this is why I love, like, human design and astrology work together so well. They tell you different information, but basically it's the same thing. And so um, these grand trines are... So the first one is between Mars, Pluto, and Jupiter. And the other one is between Sun, Pluto, and moon and so the ground trying like gifts are kind of hard to figure out sometimes because it's you're, you're basically looking at the energy of those three planets and how they're working together so for example I had a session with a woman last week and we were decoding her grand trine and we, we figured it out that it's her um, ability to go into any space and figure out exactly like how it should be decorated and designed so a very oh, specific gift yes. um and so like the Mars Pluto Jupiter gift that's a very like public persona kind of like masculine um you know, out in the world, creating power, creating change. So that's probably the, the, the Nate gift. Yes. Um, and the other one is is Sun, Moon, Pluto, and that's balancing the yin and, and yang and creating, like, um, deeper connection and, and deeper intimacy through that. And so that's very down in your life. So that's really, really interesting. Whoa. Wow. Two grand trines, bitch. Uh-huh. That's pretty very epic. Yeah. Wow. Really See, these cool. are the things where I'm just like, man, this stuff is just, like, bulletproof. <laughs> like, it's wild that, yeah, it's like the public persona thing and everything. Like, that's just wild yeah. to me. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay, so this tells me about what the relationship itself needs. So your mm -hmm. relationship just went through its Saturn return last year. So were things rockier last year? Mm. Or were there things that changed? Oh, you, you bought a house together. Yes. Yeah, we bought mm -hmm. a house. Um, I'd say, like, there was more, like, kind of stress, I guess, in just us kind of, like, going through some stuff, like, with the band growing and your business evolving and the buying of the house and stuff. Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I'd say just, like, like, more working things out together than usual. Like, and I think yeah. that is literally why I feel so comfy with you right now is that, like, we've just been, like, yeah. working. We've been, like, tilling the garden, I think. Yeah. Like, we've just Big been time. in there, like, fixing, so fixing things. Whereas, like, sometimes we'll go on more autopilot where it's like, you good, I'm good, we're good. Yeah. And then this, I yeah. say, I mean, it's tough Lots to say. Lots of transitions over the last few years mm -hmm. and... Well, yeah. it's interesting with your, you know, um, composite Saturn being in the eighth because the eighth is the the house of of intimacy and depth, but it's also the house of of like what we own or what we um, share with other people. So mm. any mortgages, any sort of debt, any like purchasing things with another person is always in the eighth house kind of realm. Right. So it's interesting that when your relationship was going through its its Saturn return, um, that's when you guys bought a house together. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Very it was a testing time maybe to have done such a thing. <laughs> we made it. We made it. You did it. You did it. <laughs> 
Um, and then, okay, so your composite moon is in Cancer, which probably creates, because one of the things that I'm always uh, curious about with you guys is how, because your moon signs are so different, um, but this would make sense because when you're together, um, the relationship needs more of like a, a gooey kind of soft Cancer moon. So Nate, you probably get your Gemini moon um, fulfilled in other areas and other ways. Yeah, well, what I'm not even really sure what Gemini the Gemini moon is. moon is the part of you that's very like chatty, outgoing, sociable. Oh, yes, all of those sorts yeah. of things. I get all of that like from other sources. I feel like like we do go out a bit, but it's rare. Like for me, like Danica <laughs> yeah, and I are like a bit rare. more like yeah. Like I find I like recharge with Danica more, and mm -hmm. then like I'll go, you know, connect with people and yeah. like be like kind of more of the you know. Yeah. center of attention and do that and then there's definitely like at the end of that I'm pretty like I just want to chill with Danica and like yeah have that and I think if I had a partner that was like let's go out I'd be like man like I, need I already did it yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm doing a lot of that like my whole yeah. life is like especially with the music side of it is very much you're out you're always out with the yeah. music so yeah. it's like I and I'm not a big partier anymore so it's like I'm good on that. I feel like I get my... And your energy output is so high when you're performing. Yeah. That yeah, I think that is really important for him to, like, come recharge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And, yeah. and that's what your relationship needs. So mm -hmm. um, some relationships, when you do the composite chart, they need, like, through the relationship to create success and recognition or they need fun and play. What you guys need is emotional security and safety. Mm -hmm. That's for what your relationship, relationship needs. Yes. in order to thrive yes um and so that needs to be honestly like number one priority with your relationship is creating that with each other because that's how the relationship um sticks Beautiful. wow yeah which i'd say is like almost verbatim to what we've just been talking yeah, about and trying week. to get clarity of like this run coming up i'm gonna be gone and like really diving deep on like okay like like let's make sure that this is all super good before we go anything that needs to come up let's like go through it and, and mm -hmm. we've been having some yeah, big having some big awesome talks which have been really powerful for me yeah connecting and mostly based around our emotional needs yeah yeah, mm -hmm. so. yeah and it's so like all of this if we are there any specific areas of your relationship that you're curious about um, I know that that's a big question, but like, so there are some things in here that, that are interesting because I don't, as an outsider, don't see this in your relationship. Right. But like Venus square Pluto tells me that, that sometimes there can be a bit of like a power struggle or power dynamic between the two of you. Mm. Have you guys ever experienced that? Mm. We navigate that pretty well, but I mean, Maybe a little bit. You know where I've noticed it actually is um, is in the past, and even still sometimes, like I would often let Nathan make the decisions mm -hmm. about like where we're traveling, who we're traveling with, like, yeah, you know, just things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I would kind of just like adapt to whatever yeah. he wanted because I'm just easy going that way and mm -hmm. I can usually be flexible um and then with that could come a little bit of resentment when you know I'd go on a trip with him where he made most of the decisions and then I'd get home and I'd be like oh that wasn't the type of 
holiday or vacation I needed. Yeah. And then I would maybe feel a little bit resentful because he made all the calls and I'm like, you know, and then I would be like, oh, I didn't get what I needed. So now I'm learning and I'm a lot better at like speaking up and saying, no, I like, let's choose somewhere else to go yeah. or let's make a decision together around that. Well, and it's so interesting that you talk about travel specifically because this does speak to, like, with Venus in the ninth and then Pluto in the sixth. So the ninth house is the house of, like, travel and higher learning and expansion. Mm-hmm. And then the sixth house is the house of routine and ritual and how do we, like, go about our day. So that's, like, literally the energy or, or like, where that power struggle is most likely to come out. Oh, interesting. Whether it's when you're structuring your day-to-day routine like how are we gonna you know live our lives on the day-to-day kind of scale mm-hmm. um so that can be like naturally having like different bedtimes or wanting to wake yeah. up at different times <laughs> that's or, a big yes. one for us too yeah, yeah. so yeah yes yeah, so it's power struggle coming out in those areas yeah. specifically yeah yeah for sure Definitely. do you notice it like yeah i mean that's that like for me i've been forever like more of a night owl like I I edit late into the night I like to write music late at night and and you know so and Danica's more of like a go to bed early kind of vibe so I think that we found a nice happy medium Mm -hmm. where I don't stay up crazy late and you don't go to bed crazy early kind of thing which is nice Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I guess I felt like a bit of that I I think you used to get like frustrated with me because I would be like Come to bed. <laughs> I, I also, it's 4 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. You're also, still editing at the computer. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've probably matured a lot too. Like I used to be pretty like macho, don't need sleep type of a guy. And right. now I'm like a bit more like, no, I definitely need sleep. <laughs> it's it's a superpower to yeah. just not try to think you don't need it so I think I've like grown up a bit more too about just like that I do need sleep and I'm like learning more about myself that like I could like function without it but I wasn't functioning as well so yeah like, mm-hmm. so I think that's been helpful for mm-hmm. me and our relationship to be more like nope you need to sleep yeah. that's good for sure <laughs> yeah yeah Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. Because when I first saw this, I was like, oh, I don't know. But I mean, obviously, other people don't see the day to day or the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. And I think often when we think of power struggle, we think of this like big, big, huge thing. Mm -hmm. But really, it's just like in any given moment, like the little things of like, who gets to make this decision and who's going to just kind of acquiesce, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And there there can be that that with like, you know, going out to eat or like little things like when we're trying to just make a little decision (laughs) and stuff and like, I'll try to let you leave. Or, and then you will want me to lead sometimes so there's there's is a bit of like struggle sometimes mm-hmm. not knowing like yeah who because you know I have learned from you know trying to lead too much to like give you more space but then sometimes without telling me you'll want me to lead so like, there's, there's moments of where you just sort of gotta like <laughs> read the play and yeah. then you're like all right I'll, I'll drive this time but yeah it's yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. So funny. Um, but like, oh, she seems good. pissed. Okay, I guess I'll choose the restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You kind of gotta yeah. just read the situation a bit. Um, but that's like anything. read my mind. Yeah, I'm getting Yeah. So there's that. That was one of the things that. Um, kind of stood out for me aside from the two grand trends and then also um, your relationship like uh, 
the sun is in Pisces. So again, this speaks to um, deepening your spiritual connection through the relationship. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. That's That's been really like, I think like both of us kind of like went through a phase of like being kind of more atheist and like stepping away from religion and stuff a bit. And, and now I think more than ever, we've like leaned into like a lot of just the sacred spiritual practices mm -hmm. that we love, whether not, not that they're like enclosed in a religion, but just more like giving thanks for our food before we eat it and mm -hmm. like praying and, uh, yoga and meditation and all these elements i feel like they're definitely like big parts of us and just like gratitude and mm -hmm. prayers and things that we are doing a lot more of and i think that we just feel better doing them yeah. and, and we kind of have injected them into like we go practice yoga together and like there's nothing better than like laying in shavasana and giving Danica a little tickle on her hand <laughs> you know it's like so it's, cute. it's nice to do those things together and yeah. i think uh I'm definitely more motivated to do it when I'm with you than when I'm not. And that's something I'm sort of wanting to take with me more, even when I'm not with you in the flesh. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. 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 I'd say that's a huge part of our relationship is spirituality and, um, yeah, learning new things together. And I think it's really important for us as we grow as individuals to bring each other along. For the ride and mm -hmm. and share with one another the things we're learning because like you said earlier like I never really try to force anything on Nathan in regards to my spiritual practices or beliefs but I I share from experience and I share my perspectives and I mean he can take it or leave it but we do a lot of beautiful simple spiritual rituals mm -hmm. every single day um that just help guide us through life and yeah. help us create the life we want to live. And when someone's doing something awesome, you just can't help but be curious. I've always been like super curious. Mm -hmm. So it's like when Danica's doing some crazy kundalini breathing exercises <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap, what's that? <laughs> she you know, she told us a story the other day about how you had friends over and she was doing a kundalini meditation and it was one of the ones where it was like, God, God, <laughs> yeah, God, yeah, yeah, God. <laughs> That was when we looked at Anthony's, and I think you had like Anthony, Spencer, and yourself were hanging out. Yeah, we're like downstairs, and we're like, what's that sound? And I, was I, like, I was like, oh, Danica's just doing her thing. And, uh, but I embrace it, and I yeah. celebrate it, because it's like, I know that those things make her better, and so it's like, as much as it is from an outside perspective, like, Frip, you look pretty funny. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I do a lot of, like, photo and video stuff, and I remember, like, trying to take some meditation pictures of Danica, and she's, like, doing like, something. I was like, well, I don't know if these are, like, the most photo. I'm pretty much cross-eyed looking out my third eye and, like, <laughs> doing like, rapid eye movements, like, and he's like, you eye. look possessed. <laughs> like, this isn't shooting well, man. curious then I think like um some of the things you do I don't get as deep no. into but like any of the things that like spark my interest at all I'm always like what's that cool yeah. mm -hmm. I'll try it I'll, I'll try anything like, yeah and then you share with cool. me too like I'm very much we had a lot of really good conversations around you know praying before you eat and like that's mm -hmm. a common practice uh, for both of us mm -hmm. growing up in religious homes 
Um, and then we came away from that, but then we kind of got to redefine the way we wanted to approach that. And so before meals, we do like to recognize, you know, like where the food was grown, the people who planted it, who grew it, who cultivated it, the drivers who drove it to Saskatoon, like, mm. and, you know, really appreciate and acknowledge the whole process of the food getting onto our plate. Yeah. Um, and just saying a blessing, um, you know, and clearing the food before putting it into your body and, uh, a lot of that was actually, you know, Nathan's idea of bringing, mm -hmm. um, saying grace before we eat back into our lives. So mm -hmm. we definitely share a lot with one another. It's not just one-sided. Yeah. yeah. You guys are growing and learning together. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to human design. Yeah. And then I also, so I posted on Instagram to see if anyone had any questions. Oh, so good. We'll, yeah. we'll see. Oh, wow. I was a little I'm bit. Nervous. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> I should have posted earlier because there probably won't be that many because I literally just posted it like five minutes before you got here. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. So there's one question and we'll get into that. But okay, cool. Okay, so this is Danica's chart. And this is Nate's chart. And Nate, we didn't go into your human design when we no, did our session. No, no. Their session, I think, was just the start. Do you know much about this? Has Danica shared this Danica's much? given me a little bit of stuff. Like, a, yeah, I know that I'm a generator. She had said that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I barely know anything about human design, so I yeah. probably haven't translated very much to you. Okay, so, so... Not self theme is frustration. Mm-hmm. I get frustrated. That makes sense. Yeah. And then your inner authority. Both, so both of you are generators with a sacral authority. So mm -hmm. you guys both know when something is for you because you get that whole body sensation of I'm excited, I'm lit up. This is like bringing me joy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's a really, you know, beautiful thing about you both being generators is you both have that connection to your sacral center. And so you guys can even check in with each other of, of like, how does this feel right. for you? Are you excited about it? Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. And so one of the things that's really interesting about your guys' charts, so when I, when I look at human design and when I do compatibility, I mean, I really do believe that anyone can be compatible with anyone if you, A, learn how to own your, like, authentic expression of yourself fully, and you also give your partner permission to to do the same yes. and you honor the differences within each other I think that if, if you can make it work with you know literally anyone if you can do that and you yes. can see like the divinity in each other through that instead of trying to make each other the same yes so when I'm working with couples, a lot of times the first thing that I'll actually do is just go through their individual charts cool. um, so that they can really like understand each other better. And then we go into the composite kind of thing. Um, but today I wanted to talk, so I was looking at your guys' charts and I wanted to talk about the the points of similarity between you guys. So those are, are you guys can see like the colors here, yeah. the lines. Yeah. So the gates that you share, so you guys have a few where you both have it colored in in the same spot. Okay. Those are points of, of friendship and they create companionship. And then anywhere where you have, you know, one half of the channel and the, the other person has the other half of the channel, that's a point of attraction or of polarity. Okay. And you're learning um, 
you know, different lessons from each other within that. And so you guys have one, two, three, four, five points of friendship and four of polarity. Cool. And so it's like a pretty equal balance, which I think is why you guys, again, like are able to do both of those things mm -hmm. because you're balanced in both of them. Yeah. And so, okay, the one of the really interesting things when I put your guys' charts together, so the first thing that you look at when you're doing compatibility with human design is you look at who has, like, where you're each defined with the centers and then where you're both open and so defined is where it's colored in and open is where it's you know right. white um and so all of these centers i'll go into like the the basics of it for you nate all of these you know correspond to chakras yeah. so human design is a combination of astrology the Kabbalah tree of life the I Ching and the chakra system okay. and so anywhere so this is your chart so anywhere where you have you know one of these you know centers colored in yeah. that's energy that you carry always um and you're meant to influence the world and the people around you through those defined gates and defined uh, or defined gates and defined centers. Yeah. Anywhere where you're open or where it's white, you are open to influence from the world around you. Mm. And so when you guys are together, you're influencing each other in different ways, as you can see, because oh. you have different centers that are open and different centers that are defined. So um, this one's Danica's here? This one's Danica's. Oh. So you both have, this is the really interesting thing, anywhere where you both have a, a white center, which you guys share quite a few open centers, um, anywhere where you both have a white center, you guys amplify that energy. So, for example, I like to talk about the solar plexus a lot with couples because that is the space for emotion. So, both of you, your default mode is, like, kind of cool, calm, and collected. Like, if you were just, like, in a cabin in the woods by yourself, there wouldn't be too much you'd get upset about. Like, you'd be able to just be pretty even keel. Yeah. What happens when you have, you know, an open solar plexus is you become really um, influenced by the emotions of the people around you. So if one of you comes home and you're in a bad mood, the other person is all of a sudden amplifying that bad mood. And then, you, you know, the other person amplifies it again and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And that works for both ways, whether it's like a, a bad mood or a good mood. Right. Yeah. And so what I see with you guys, there's only 10% of couples that are both open with the solar plexus. Wow. That's rare. And what I see with couples that are both open with the solar plexus is it can kind of be just like things are really great one minute and then they're really like you're fighting and then like it can create a bit of a roller coaster if both of you don't learn how to, to, to self-soothe and manage your own emotions. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Big time. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I would say was more the beginning of our relationship. Was more the learning how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Not I think we're getting better. Still, room to <laughs> grow. Myself, probably more. Both have like tools and outlets yeah. to utilize now, though. Whereas yeah. when we first started dating, we didn't really. Yes, mm -hmm. um, That's very true. you know, so like I can go. You know, to yoga, I can sit and meditate. I go to spin if I need to move some energy or yeah. things like that. 
like yeah. skateboard or you know, snowboard or things like that. Go like write that. a song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And the beautiful thing about this is if you guys get into a fight and you separate for a few minutes or like an hour and then you come back, you're both ready to fix it. Yeah. That's the ticket for us. If we get in a fight, if we just take some space, Mm -hmm. like we got in a fight a little while ago, I can't remember what it was about. And you went to a yoga class and then you came back Mm -hmm. and we were just both like... Ready to talk. Super Mm -hmm. sorry and trying to like work out. I forget what the argument was about, but... Yeah. Um... Yeah. It can create this thing where, because, you know, you're so, like, I have this open as well. So, um, I know that feeling of, like, you're with someone and you're like, I'm angry and I'm frustrated and I'm upset. And then as soon as they leave the house, you're like, what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, the really beautiful thing, beautiful thing about you guys is you both have that experience. So, then you can come back in and be ready to have the conversation. Yeah, whereas yeah. most of us um choose partners that have that defined so for example like with ariel i've had to learn to not judge him for the fact that he's not always ready to have the conversation after we take space because he's still on his own emotional wave and he's you know still working through it and i have to wait until he's like at the different point of his emotional wave totally yes so you know there's like Again, obviously downsides with both of you having the solar plexus open, but for the most part, that can be a really, um, really like healthy and beneficial for you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so also you both have the, the Anya open. So, um, neither of you are necessarily here to, um, I don't want to say like have opinions. It's just that your opinions are always going to change depending on what environments you're in, who you're exposed to, um, like, you know, what sort of like activities you're doing, all these different things. So if you try to um, say, this is what I believe politically or spiritually or whatever, and you try to attach your identity to that belief, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work. So that's the really beautiful thing about you guys too, is you guys can have those higher conversations because when, one of you opens up a conversation about a belief system or about something, you both can, you know, step into that belief yes. and see it. Yeah. Yes. We are both yeah. really open. Yes. Like we're, we're never like, this is the right way and mm-hmm. it's always going to be the right way. Like yeah, we're, we're super open and kind yeah. of just whatever new information or things come to us kind of create what we're thinking or believing. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've never been like, political or anything where we're like let's go and like you know blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. i think we both too like, like have the ability to see all sides and that's what the the open yeah. anya does yeah it's a it's a open way of filtering information mm-hmm. and so for like creativity that's a really um a really beautiful thing to have yeah mm-hmm. so um again like that's another area where you're both nice. you know open and then, you know, some of the things that I really like to talk about in relationship in terms of where one's defined and one is is open is especially, like, the spleen. So the spleen is our center for, like, gut instinct. Like, not mm. the, the, the full body, like, I'm excited, expansive, sacral kind of thing. It's like that, that splenic, like, I don't know how I know that this is right for me or wrong for me, but I just kind of no. know. Um, it's kind of like... I had um, a 
Jacqueline from Interior Creature. I did an interview with her, and that's actually launching on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And she explained this to me really beautifully because, you know, all of the information that I was finding online was really jargony. And she explained that, you know, anyone who's defined, it's kind of like they are fluent in vibes. So Nate Mm -hmm. is fluent in vibes. Mm -hmm. So Nate can meet someone and know right away, good, bad, right, wrong, fits with me, doesn't fit with me. Yeah, instant. Yes, mm-hmm. very much. Fixed way of processing that information. Danica is more open intuitively, and so it, it's kind of like you don't have, um, you're not fluent in it. It's kind of like you're getting all of this information, and it's so much that it kind of shuts you down. So that's mm-hmm. where some of the the hypersensitivity comes from, digestive issues, all of those different things, because it's too much information coming in, and so. Right. Um, a lot of times in relationships where one has a defined spleen and the other is open, um, the the person who's defined really makes like the open person feel good. Um, it's like a really good kind of like, I feel safe, I feel happy, I feel all of those different things mm-hmm. around this person. And if you learn how to defer to him for you know, that gift that he has, that ability to um, just know things without knowing how or why. Right. Things can be really, um, things can, you, you can kind of like piggyback on that. Yeah, yeah. There's safety in it. Yeah. So like if you guys, like say you're, you know, about to start a new business with someone and he says, you know what, I don't think that person's a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. Like listening Listen. to that can save yeah. you a lot of heartache beautiful yeah oh that's a really good tool to know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. to like check in and ask you you know when I'm unsure mm-hmm. yes yeah. because um it's just like he has a, a speaks a language that you don't beautiful. yeah cool. yeah and then the identity center um Nate is open and Danica you're defined and so you have a very fixed way of um, processing love, so giving and receiving love, but then also like empowerment and identity. Um, whereas Nate, yours is more open, um, which allows you to experience, a, you know, a ton of different ways of experiencing love and also giving love. And it allows you to kind of um, morph into whatever identity is needed from you in any given moment. <laughs> yes. 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 So My little chameleon. Yes, that's yeah. exactly mm-hmm. it. Um, and so when you guys are traveling or you're trying to like make a lifestyle decision, it's important to kind of defer to what makes Danica feel good. Because, because I can adapt. You can adapt. Totally. Yes. Mm. Um, and so not to say like there are going to be spaces that feel really, really not good for you because mm-hmm. they're out of integrity with who you are. So you have to be really vocal about that. Yeah. But for the most part, you can really adapt to whatever and yeah. wherever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That feels, that's dead on. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, and so those are are the centers. And then I wanted to go into your guys' like personal gifts because I think that that's really important to know yeah. for each other. Yeah. Okay, I was laughing so hard when I was doing these. I was like, fuck, of course. Okay, so <laughs> any of the hanging gates are challenges. And when we do another like actual session together, I'll go into those with you guys. Beautiful. But what I'm going to go into are... are the channel so that's when the the two are connected and that is any channel that you have in your human design chart is a superpower it's like a a natural gift that you have Mm -hmm. and so nate you have the 2838 which is um all about evolution through resistance 
So you actually learn and grow from challenge. Yeah. So when you are starting on a new path or you're trying something new, um, there's supposed to be roadblocks that are put in place because that works to help you figure out whether it's actually something that you're supposed to be doing or not. Yeah. Because if you are ready and willing to work through the roadblock and you have the tools to work through the roadblock and the frustration and the resistance, then the, the, the reward for it is really big. But if you can't figure it out or you just don't have the energy for it, that's kind of like a protective right. measure for you. You're not meant to that yes so that is um it creates a lot of like grit and resilience having that so you have the ability to to push through and create success because you're really comfortable with what resistance feels like Mm -hmm. and you know how to like navigate your way through it that is so true I feel like Nathan doesn't really (laughs) get like super phased by like someone saying no yeah like he doesn't really have fear around rejection no, because he's like, oh, all right, guess yeah. I need to get creative now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly how that channel works. Beautiful. Wow, yeah. Yeah, and that's then crazy. you have the 360. Um, I'm trying to find, I didn't write down the names of them. I want you guys to know the names so when you're listening back to this, you can look them up. Awesome. Um, so the 2838 is... Watch it'll take me. I'll just put them in the show notes. Sure. Sure. So then you guys can look them up. Perfect. Oh, the the channel of struggle. I don't like yeah. the way that they name some of these, but um yeah, it's really about like struggling and experiencing resistance. Yeah. And then you have the 360. Um, that's this one here, connecting the sacral and the root. And so this is really about changing the world. And people with that one tend to have an unusual career. So musicians, poets, all of those different things. So that's really interesting. Um, and so that energy is very, um, it's about waiting for right timing. And waiting for recognition and then stepping forward and moving into like using your like expansive sacral energy to kind of get things done and to create um, new things in the world in many ways. Wow. Very cool, oh, eh? Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yes. That lines up. And yeah. then <laughs> when I was doing this, I was just laughing so hard. Um, you also have the 4426. So that's one, this one here. And that, that the spleen, the, the one over there? Yeah, so spleen connected to the ego. Ooh. And you have a defined ego. So that's rare. Only one in eight people do. So mm. you actually have willpower. The rest of us don't. Mm. If you decide you're going to do something, you'll do it because you have constant access to willpower. True. Wow. Yes. That is so true for you. Huh? Yeah. And so this um, is the gate or the channel of surrender. And it's all about convincing the tribe to do something new. So it's usually like it's about sales and it's about the presentation of ideas and it's really common in people's charts who are filmmakers or historians or um, journalists. Wow. Right? <laughs> That's wild. That so wild. Cool. So and like that tells me that like with, with those three um, superpowers that you have, you're very on path. Yeah. Snap. Yeah, that, that, that sounds pretty dead on. Yeah. So to summarize, it's like resistance. I'm, I like going into resistance, which is like exactly what I feel with music and with filmmaking and stuff. And then the other one's like about like changing being, the world, changing the world, and that's what I want to do with the music and the films. And yeah, 
Another one's about having willpower and being able to rally the troops mm -hmm. on a new mission kind of vibe. Yeah. Sounds... Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting because you both have three defined mm. like three channels. Wow. And so, Danica, yours, yeah, you, you and I have two of the same ones, which oh. is really interesting. And so, in um, like when you meet people who have like really similar charts to you in those ways, it's because you're like learning through each other how to step into the highest expression of those channels so when you and I are together mm. we're teaching each other how to like refine those skills that we both have so Ooh. cool which is really cool so cool mm -hmm. I love that I know me too I was like oh <laughs> um except you have one that I don't but we'll talk about that so the 2010 is the channel of awakening and so this is a channel all about spiritual spiritual awareness empowerment and it's like the channel for the teacher of enlightenment Ooh. so life coaches therapists meditation teachers um like all of that kind wow. of thing so it's really about um learning how to like love yourself and then teaching other people how to step into that for themselves as well is mm -hmm. really what that channel is all about i love that that yeah yeah sure yeah. And then, so the other one that we both share is the channel 1-8, which is the channel of inspiration. Um, and this is soul direction from identity. So it's about, you know, building a creative contribution to the world. Mm -hmm. And it's about um, waiting for recognition about who you are and then speaking from that place and um, bringing new ideas, not necessarily ideas, but new energy into the world from that. So it's a, a very like soul centered kind of leadership. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Also very delicate. Yeah. <laughs> and then your last one is the 4253. So it's the channel of um, maturation. And it's about beginnings and endings and learning through experience. So some mm -hmm. people are here to start things and some people are here to finish things and you actually can do both which is very oh. rare. So um, you have the ability to uh, like start something and, and then also just see it all the way through. And you're meant to do that because that's how you learn, is through right. the whole completion of the thing. Yes. Where some of us aren't meant to complete things. Mm -hmm. um, we're meant to just like like go halfway through. Right. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so if something okay. is not um, ending for you as quick as you'd like, it's usually because there's still something left to, to learn. learn. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a big lesson. Yeah. That crazy <laughs> yeah. And then um, the, the one thing that I wanted to talk about in terms of the channel that you guys create together, mm -hmm. there's a few, but there's one that's really powerful. Um, it is the 5539 right here. And that's the channel of emoting. Um, it's about high highs and low lows. And when two people together um, are in each other's aura and they, they create this channel together, they have um, a deeper connection to their own emotions mm. and a deeper ability to create music and poetry and art and all of these different <laughs> things. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. And so um, it, it inspires like deep emotion and deep creativity. So mm. when you guys are together, you have a deeper access to like those mm. realms. Whoa. That's very true. I wrote mm -hmm. some of my favorite songs with Danica. Yeah. She's my muse. Yes, sure. definitely. So that's pretty crazy. That is wild. <laughs> so when I was like, looking at that, I was like, damn, okay. Mm. That's exciting. Love that. Yeah. 
cool, hey? So special. Any questions? Oh, that's so much information. Thank Might you. Might take some time to process. I Might have to that. listen back. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I don't. Hmm. Do you have any questions? I feel like it was all just so dead on. Like I don't know. Like there's, it's pretty crazy. It is. Again, I, I haven't done the human design stuff, but like this is all pretty wild, dead on. To the vibe. Oh, one uh, question. So looking at this chart properties thing, both of us have a not self theme of frustration. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? That's because you're both generators. And so when generators try to initiate without um, responding, so meaning like not um, waiting until you're lit up or excited about the thing, you will experience so much frustration because things just are not working in the way that you want them to. Yes. Yeah. So if you're experiencing frustration, it means you're not listening to your inner authority, which is your gut. Mm. Yeah. You're using yeah. way too much of your, your mind. In the human design system, we're not actually, we're, we're meant to use our mind to filter information, but not to make decisions yeah. about anything. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I have a question about yeah. that gate that we share that you talked about with the creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, are those gates only activated when you're in physical presence or just in each other's like li lives? It would be when you're in each other's physical presence. Okay. Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah. When you're in each other's aura. Yeah. Um, and your aura is pretty big. Like it expands 20 feet all the way around. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So bring Danica. You sure. and your songwriting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just hanging out on the other side yes. of the wall. Just yeah. like, they'll be like, what is she here for? And you're like, well, just bring in the creativity, you know? Bring in, bring in the emotion, the good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Making soup and bone broth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that. Well, okay. thank you so much, Giselle. This has been awesome. It's been super Mm -hmm. Big do, time. You, do we have time for one question? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay, so I got a question from just one lonely little question. Um, how do oh, how do they support each other's success while keeping the others e as equally important? I think we we kind of went into this, but I think they're really asking like. How do you prioritize yourself while also prioritizing the relationship? Because that can be a, a balancing act, really. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is huge for us. Hmm. Uh, I think, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go if go you have a thought, go. No, no. You, you hit it, you hit it. I'll come in after. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think for us, we always encourage one another to focus on ourselves and what brings us joy and our own successes and fulfillment because when we feel that in our own personal lives we can bring that into our relationship mm -hmm. but if we're neglecting our own growth and our own success and our own joy and we're just trying to fulfill the other persons it it just simply doesn't yeah. work yeah. like it it just doesn't flow there's no flow when we do that yeah I think I think the biggest thing is like 
in our relationship, we both want each other to be doing the best. And for me, it's like, I want Danica to be her best self. And I am my best self when I know Danica is at her best. And Mm -hmm. I'm extremely sensitive to her moods and her situations, whether Mm -hmm. I'm in the city or in the same house or across planet earth, I know what she's feeling and I can feel that. And so, you know, I know that she needs to do her things um, and I want to be the best person for her. And I know to be that best person, I need to do my things. So it's kind of that weird thing where it's like, it sounds selfish for me to work on my purpose or my vision, but in actuality, I know that by doing that, I will then show up better for Danica. I'll be the man that she wants. I'll be the, even though I maybe, you know, feel like oh if I just like didn't do this and chilled with her for the next like two days that would be like it's kind of like eating dessert you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like it's like it's like yeah that like chocolate sundae would be just awesome to eat all day but it's like it's going to be way better if I like put in the work if I Mm -hmm. set it up and I have this as a reward to doing all the tasks and things that I needed to do and I think Danica is very similar in that like she um wants to be her best self for me mm-hmm. and you know show that she puts in the work she does the things that she loves and she's always striving to learn more and, and experience more in that realm especially in spirituality and meditation and so we our paths are different mm-hmm. and then I also think that they overlap in so many ways yeah. like the music especially like we talk about doing tours together where Danica leads meditation and I play like some music. I literally had a vision of that when we were meditating. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Just like strumming guitar while she's leading and like vice versa. And I I just think that there's, there's so much. And I think often that would be sometimes Danica's fear is like, well, you're going down this path and like, I don't know where my space is in it. And I look to the Michael Frontis and the mm-hmm. Trevor Halls of the world and uh, the John Butlers who mm-hmm. I've been able to watch create not only a space for themselves but a space for their partners where they can really offer things together and individually mm-hmm. and so yeah I think it's like yes and bridging bridging our things together and, and and that's always sort of been my like weird crazy hope is that I have all these interests like snowboarding and filmmaking and music and you know all these different things and camper van trips and motorbiking all this stuff and then, like it's weird but as we grow and then obviously Danica has all of her interests of meditation and spirituality and you know they're all slowly I find just like coming into the same mm-hmm. sort of like little sphere that we have that is sort of all of the things that we love and the people that we love. And I think as both of them grow, like, yeah, I think it's important that each of us have our own things so that we don't feel dependent yeah. upon yes. the other. Yeah. But it's that like interdependent yeah. where there's still, I still depend on Danica a lot and yeah. she depends on me a lot. But at the end of the day, we're also our own separate beings and we have yeah. our separate visions and our separate missions and they're gonna like overlap like a dna strand a lot yeah but there's also going to be that moment where they're out on their own and it's like when they are we're gonna be when we come back together we're gonna feel way better if we're like in it and feeling like man we achieved the things that we wanted to and i get so lit up when danica's doing what she's meant to do and i think she gets lit up when i'm doing what i'm meant to do so there's like 
there is sort of like there's even power in the what some might deem selfish when I would say that it's actually like selfless to be yeah. focusing on those things because it's like when Danica goes and does a teacher training workshop or something it's like she's doing that for her but like I get that too and yeah I am winning yeah. from that yeah and it's mm-hmm. like if I'm doing something where I'm writing music or something, Danica, like, you know, I'm away or whatever, but it's like, she comes back, I'm more present, I'm more open, yes. I'm more uh, vulnerable, I'm more in my, like, confidence, so it's like... Absolutely. Well, and like, you know, that's really interesting, too, when you look at the research behind what um, men and women need in relationship, and mm-hmm. men actually need to be able to, and this is like men, not necessarily just the masculine, but men need to be able to go out and to go accomplish things and do yes. things where they feel successful in mm-hmm. order for them to actually feel happy in a relationship. Totally. And so, like, everyone thinks that they want to date a rock star or, you know, someone with these big visions and big dreams, but if you are a woman who wants a partner that's very on purpose, you also have to learn how to um, cultivate your own life and not rely on your partner for happiness because that's not going to work. And that's what I was going to say in regards to the interdependence piece is, like, not losing your own identity within a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that happens so much. We've probably all gone through a breakup or a change in career or a big transition in life and you're left almost in an identity crisis, like wondering like, who am I? Because I identified as Nathan's partner Mm -hmm. for so long instead of developing my life. Yeah. Like in my own way as myself. Yeah. First. Yeah. And then we get to come together and support one another and be there for one another and be a team and help each other grow and get to where we want to be. But it's really important to not over identify with our partners as well. I, I think. agree. Yeah. Yeah. And another big thing that we always do, and I do this in all relationship, not just my romantic relationship, but is like if I see Nate like struggling or just in a mood or anything like I I like to ask people like just simply how can I support you right now in this moment yeah. mm-hmm. and what a beautiful way to support someone yeah it's just like what did like do you need me to like cook us some food like mm-hmm. do you need some alone time do you want me to go to yoga mm-hmm. like do you need to go out with your friends do you like what what do you need mm-hmm. you know and I think yeah. that's a really great and simple way to support your partner mm-hmm. in them moving through their life and yeah. vice versa instead of trying to fix it for them yeah you know? mm-hmm. yeah and it, sometimes we think we know what they need, but, but we, we don't. don't. So just yeah. simply asking. And they might say nothing, and then they might come to you the next day and say, oh, actually, here's what I need. But mm-hmm. just to let them know that that support is always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. I love you guys so yeah, much. Yeah, that's super huge. And you always are so good for that. I love that so much. Aww. You guys are so sweet. Ooh. Thank you for coming. Thanks Thank for having us. That so good. This is, so good. This is a deep dive. Yeah, it's this nice. is going to be a popular episode. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. Well, so thanks thank for you guys having for us. Thanks for all your awesome work. And yeah. I would just like to say I'm so uh, blessed to have your guys' relationship. I'm always thankful for your guys' friendship. And I think it's wonderful that you guys put these things out into the world because I think more people can 
learn from your guys's teachings and things so it's it's really cool that you're doing this mm-hmm. happy to be a part of it thanks, <laughs> yes okay love you guys thank you All right, that is a wrap for season one of the Cosmic Laundry podcast. I knew as soon as I recorded this episode with Danny and Nate that this was going to be a special episode. And I mean, obviously, I'm a little bit biased because they're really good friends of mine, but I hope that you got everything you needed and more from this conversation. I love you. I can't wait for all of the beautiful, wonderful things that are going to be happening with season two. So keep your eye out. I'm planning on launching it sometime in March, but I don't know. We will see. Might be before, might be after. There'll probably be some bonus episodes in between, but I will let you guys all know. So if you're not following me on Instagram at the Cosmic Laundry, uh, that's probably going to be the best place to keep up to date on what's happening with the podcast. And please, please, please send me your recommendations for who you want to have on the next season. My heart is so full from all of the amazing feedback that I got. I started this podcast for fun. It was never meant to be something You know, I I don't want to say it was never meant to be something big, but I really had no expectations going into it. I just wanted to have conversations and hearing how impactful these conversations and this style of podcasting has been for you guys has been, you know, just so huge. And I am so grateful for you and thank you so much for all your support and all your love. We will connect very, very very soon.